This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Wrapped in a hoodie, trying to stay warm, deep in the confines of the Matt Podcast Basement Studio. Welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. I almost said thanks for tuning in, but that comes from years and years of being a radio personality and dealing with radio things. And I have to continually remind myself that we consume content in different ways now. No longer do we do it necessarily in real time, certainly not podcasts, because they're uploaded for later distribution. So I'll have to say this then. Um, Thank you for downloading the latest edition of the Gratitude Journal podcast. I'm grateful for it, really. Not that I feel that I have anything so incredibly critical or crucial to expound upon, but I'm grateful for it nonetheless. Uh, It is weather-wise here in Northeast Ohio, still pretty chilly. In fact, we had snow flurries the other day. Uh, There was a little bit of uh, spitting snow earlier this afternoon. I think I mentioned before, sometimes after lunch, I go on a five or ten minute walk just to walk off my lunch. I don't count that as a workout, but uh, it's nice to get out and see what it's doing out there when you're deep in the basement and you're surrounded just by those slim little windows with glass blocks. You sometimes can't tell what's happening. And today was one of those days where, quite frankly, weather-wise, I didn't really care to know what was happening because it was It was a pretty darn cold and chilly 10-minute walk. Hopefully, your day is going well. Hopefully, you're safe and healthy. And I find myself, I'm sure you probably do as well, signing off emails with a a similar uh, send-off, one of those kinds of things, where we're all just trying to make sure that we're all okay and that we're getting over the hump and that we're flattening the curve and all the rest of the vernacular that has become such a popular part of our vocabulary over the course of the past month or longer. Hopefully also you've had a good Easter or Passover if you celebrate that as a holiday slash religious feast day or celebration. We generally do in my family, coming from a Roman Catholic background, Of course, we had to experience it in the comfort of our own living rooms or basements with uh, all of the standing orders here in the state of Ohio. But it was as good as can be expected. We did something different this year, my wife Donna and I. We actually, on Saturday, the Saturday before Easter, We made batch after batch of fudge. I think I probably made reference to Donna's world-famous fudge, which is really not fudge in the traditional sense because both of us really don't care for the kind of fudge you would get at the boardwalk or a fudge at an amusement park, that kind of thick, kind of dry, almost crumbly kind of fudge. It's not really our style. And... What we've earlier referred to as candy, we just now call fudge because that's what everybody else calls it. In fact, she has grandkids who actually refer to her as Grandma Fudge. And we decided to make fudge for all the family and deliver it, which I'll get to here in a little bit and tell you all about that. 
It's been almost 15 months. Um, I'm going to say my mathematics has failed me again. It's been a little more than 15 months since Donna was diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's. And it has proven to be a challenging 15 months for both of us. I can't completely understand what she has gone through and what she goes through. I experience it as her mate and partner, but also as an outsider. I experience the effects of it. So I'm not inside her brain, but I've been trying to understand it more so that I can be a better mate and a better partner. In the morning when I, for want of better words, when I say my prayers, although we all have differing degrees of what prayer is, I do start off that daily round of prayer by asking whatever deity exists, help me to be a better, more patient person. Because throughout this 15-month process, I don't think that I've been a very patient person. I think I've learned different gaps that need to be filled with a compassionate kind of patience that I'm realizing on some days takes me a tremendous amount of time to conjure up and it takes some digging to get into the depths of finding where that is sometimes. Because our worlds now are involved in the present. They live in the present. And this is theoretically supposed to be very good. It's very zen. Um, it's very... I think it's very right and proper to be living in the moment. To obviously not be affected by the outcomes of your past and not to be so focused and worried about the future. But I would say that our love is a love in real time. And it struck me that that's the case the other night when we had our family Zoom conference. Like most of America, people have been congregating as families via apps like Zoom, and we've been using it for family get-togethers. And so I organized these Zoom teleconferencing on Sundays at 6.30 in the evening Eastern. Uh, we're not going to do one this Sunday, but we're going to regroup next Sunday. And it just struck me as I was staring at my screen and all of these blocks were filled with the various faces of family members. And I thought, you know, this is really our immediate way to converse and be a family in real time. And while you can record these and watch them later if you choose to do so, it struck me that really, outside of Zoom conferences, the world that, that Donna and I inhabit is very much love in real time. 
we have a nephew who recently announced to everyone that he and his wife are pregnant. And this is a very exciting time for them. And so I said to Donna, you know, we need to create a card. Donna makes cards. She's a crafty person. And I said, we need to create a card, something really personal that, you know, that you're very good at. And we need to send it to Christopher and Kirsten. And she said, yeah, okay, great. I'll do that. And these are these days that I sometimes forget that real time oftentimes means doing things now and in the moment, because in many cases, if they're not done, they're not going to get done. And I would say, I probably asked this of her probably three weeks ago or more. And of course, it just wasn't getting done, because that would mean sometimes me sort of standing next to her, waiting for her to start the project so that she will remember to do the project. And so several weeks had passed, and I kind of would say every other day or every couple of days, you know, how is that card with Christopher and Kirsten going? And she would say, oh my gosh, okay, I forgot. Okay, I'm going to start that. And then she would move a piece of paper into her visual range in order to provide a way to remember to do it. And then an hour later, that paper would be sitting there and there would not be nothing done. So I started to leave notes. And so a couple of days ago, I was, my patience level was a little low anyway, based on some work-related crap. And I said, we got to get that card in the mail to Christopher and Kirsten. It's been like almost a month since they've announced it. I know, I know. So somewhere between the evening and the next morning, um, she had written a note to herself. And I came out to make coffee. And on the counter was this like eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And right in the middle was this handwritten note from her. And her handwriting is very, very recognizable, big, you know, as you would expect from this artistic, vivacious, um, just gregarious person, you know, big looping, you know, cursive strokes and just very upright. And, and I'm not a handwriting expert, but you could just see the personality in the writing and the personality was all over this piece of paper. And in the middle of it, she wrote make card. But it's like the whole rest of the paper had been not used at all. And so I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what she's thinking. Like, what was going through her head when she wrote this note? Was the purpose of it being on this enormous sheet of paper an extra reminder for her? And it made me realize that I participate in this sometimes as a complete outsider, a complete stranger. I have no idea what's going on in her head. These things are things that I witness pretty much every day. Why did she put this pile of stuff here? Why did she make this and leave it over there? It seemed like it would have been better if it was here. Or just a variety of things that were actions or are actions that would not have been 
a part of her world five years ago. And so this note really struck me, and I stared at it for a long time because it made me realize how ill-equipped I am to understand where she is in her world. And it made me upset at myself because of my lack of patience. And I think these are the things that plague me about my inability to completely discern where she is in her journey. Our conversations are in the moment. Because in many cases, the things that we discuss are not going to be things that are going to be remembered. Let's say had a compliment from somebody at work, and it was your boss, and you came home and you told your mate, well, I got a really nice compliment from my boss today. Oh, you did? Yeah, he said I was just, you know, started on that new project, and it was really coming along, and he was happy that I was a part of it, and we're really lucky to have you. And probably your mate would say, wow, that's great. Wow, that's really nice. That's really nice that he said that. And then maybe later on in the evening, you might be sitting down, and that mate of yours might say, you know, that was really a nice thing that your boss said to you today. I bet that made you feel really good. And you would respond in kind, yeah, it was great. It's always nice to be wanted. It's always nice to be appreciated. But now those things don't happen to us. I may get good news or I may get bad news about something. And this week, there's been a lot of bad news. It seems like I've had long-standing clients cancel their services because of the virus. It seems like it's happened several times this week, and I'm still waiting for one more to decide what, what they want to do. And earlier today, I said, well, I got notice from our client station in Lubbock, Texas, that they are not going to continue services because of everything surrounding the coronavirus. And, of course, she said, well, that's too bad. I said, yeah, you know, I tried to offer up a couple of alternate scenarios, so we'll see if they do what they do. But that conversation happened four or five hours ago, and the chances are very strong that she's not going to recall that conversation. There's a couple times in the morning where she might ask me, how'd you sleep last night? And she may ask it three times. As if we never had the conversation 20 minutes ago. This is our new reality. I mentioned making fudge. It was kind of interesting because I'd planned this out for a couple of days and we had a really fun time making fudge in the moment, which I'm really grateful for. We had a fun day. We put on music. 
made fun of each other, did impersonations, filmed some of it, and just overall had a good time. We had 22 batches of fudge to make, and, and out of those batches, we made four triple batches of fudge, two of which we delivered to uh, two of the hospital's uh, ERs in Akron, and two of those triple batches we delivered to ERs at hospitals in Canton because we were delivering fudge to relatives here in Akron, and then we moved on down to Canton, and then we moved in some of the outlying areas where some of my other relatives live. And all in all, it was 22 batches of fudge delivered over a six-hour time period. It was a lot of driving around. We spent a lot of time in the car together. And in that six-hour journey, there was a lot of retracing of steps, a lot of reminding A lot of trying to remember. We have a lot of time to spend with each other in the car. And as I was telling your son, it's a good indication of where things are. And to be honest with you, some of it was quite sad, really. But during our last delivery... We were way down in an area southeast of Canton where my niece Lauren lives, who just had a new baby. And it really had been off and on raining. It wasn't a very attractive day weather-wise. But as we were coming out of their kind of rural area, we really had the road to ourselves, and the sun came up. And it started to dry the roads, and it made me realize that living in the moment is both good and bad. It can be good, and it can be bad. The enthusiasm and fun that we shared in the moment the day before wasn't nearly as present on the day of all of our fudge deliveries. And I have to admit that sometimes it takes its toll. The constant retracing of our steps. But I was really grateful when the sun popped up. I felt like it was a good way to end our day hopefully us doing something that was good for other people on Easter Sunday a way to share sweets and break Lenten fasts with one of the most sought after confections in the family and that's Donna's fudge so I was grateful for that I think one of the more disturbing parts of this 15-month journey so far, this loving in real time, this living in the moment, is something that might seem to the regular person 
a bonus. Sometimes when we get upset with each other, she may sometimes forget that she was upset with me. It's happened on several occasions. When couples fight about things or get upset about things, sometimes the grudge can last for a while. You know, the the mist of uncertainty and strangeness in the air can linger for some time. But what I've noticed over the course of the past 15 months, much more noticeable in the last six months, is that that lingering goes away very quickly. And so while I think under normal circumstances that would be a good thing, I know that it's synthetic and that it's not real. So I try to tell myself and say to myself, don't go into an area that might make her upset. Because her being mad or upset and then that air dissipating much more quickly than it normally would is really not fair. So these are the things that we grapple with. And it's an anxiety-filled time. There's no doubt about that. Our granddaughter, Mally, her cancer is back, both in her brain and in her back. So the whole process is starting over again about wondering how to treat it and approach it. Wondering whether it's going to involve surgery and radiation and how much. And this was not good news to get during Holy Week. And I have to be honest, I'm sure you probably do too. The COVID-19 debacle is starting to wear on me. It's starting to wear on a lot of people. We said during our Zoom family teleconference, the people who have been working at home, who normally don't work at home, are all saying, boy, I'm liking this working at home thing. And I said to them, I've worked from home since 2006. So, I mean, there are definitely a number of positives. But even having that advantage is sometimes not enough during this virus. And while I'm used to being cooped up in the house, because that's where I work, the anxiety is starting to take its toll. The anxiety of losing business being number one. The anxiety of losing money in a 401k or just wondering how it's all going to shake out. That the whole collective behavior is just so turned upside down right now. that you're struggling to find good. And really, quite honestly, struggling to find things to be grateful about. But I would say to you, 
two things that I think would be possible avenues of working on showing gratitude. And that is, one, to soak up the moment. Because the moment is going to be gone. I always like to say to Donna, you know, eat the dessert first because you never know. And so she always looks for the dessert first. But it's true. It's soaking up the moment and living in the moment and enjoying the now. Trying to find a way to enjoy the now. And especially trying to find a way to enjoy the now if you're dealing with issues that are far more complex and far more anxiety-inducing than what I have to experience. Regardless, try to find the moment. And second of all, I would say show empathy and apologize. And really mean it. One of the things that bothers me so much about this disease is that this woman who for years was the person who I leaned on for so many different things, And one of the things I leaned on her for was her sense of empathy. Being able to say the right things at the right time. And that disease really has stolen that part of her. But I would say apologizing for things that you feel are destructive or disruptive is just as important. And to be grateful when somebody accepts your apology. Be grateful for someone who accepts that apology. So love in real time. Just like that Zoom conference. Lock it in. Soak it up. Make it be the best thing that day. If anything, this distancing thing that we've all experienced is making us appreciate the small things, the smaller things, the things that we might have overlooked. And maybe, if anything, down the road when we're all congregating for games and events and concerts and sitting around in bars, if anything, maybe we'll at least be able to have a touch more appreciation for the things that we sometimes overlook. Soaking up the moment and showing empathy. I received a nice note from someone who is a subscriber to the podcast, and I would like to urge you, if you do listen to the podcast and you subscribe to the podcast, that Maybe you forward it to someone, forward a link. I think they would like that. I've been trying to do that on Instagram whenever I upload a new episode and Instagram, for whatever reason, does not allow links. So I try to send out a message to the folks on Instagram. 
A lot of them are my family members who really have seemed to depart the Facebook platform and are much more interested in Instagram. But if you find somebody who you think might enjoy it, please forward it on. Would love to have subscribers and tell them that it's available on Apple Podcasts. I think that's the technical term that iTunes calls it now, along with the iHeart platform. And of course, on Spotify, you can just tell Alexa to play the Gratitude Journal podcast. Hopefully you are safe and healthy. Hopefully you are coming out of the coming out of the curve flattening healthy and not ill and not losing business and if you are trying to find immediate ways to make up for it yes with the help of a stimulus check that's nice may this pass quickly sooner rather than later thank you for tuning in to another episode of there i go again (laughs) thank you for downloading and listening not in real time but loving in real time on the gratitude journal podcast